Welcome to the Big Golf Show. I'm your host, Nick Andreco. Uh, along with your host, Eric R. Bay. And we have a special guest today, mm-hmm. Director of Golf at the Golf Club of Georgia. Director of Instruction, Director I believe. Director of Instruction. I'm sorry. That's okay. Rob Stokey. Rob Stokey. Rob, how are yeah, you doing Rob, today? How are you doing? doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah man. We're excited to talk to you because I know you're, uh, you've done a lot in your short career. You're still in your 30s. Is that right? Uh, actually, in my 40s. You, but thanks. I know I look, look like you're in your I look it, yes. Yeah. So, fooled us. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, then you're old. Yes, thanks. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's really been a long career, and I've done very little. <laughs> um, but I remember uh, you were one of the first guys to, I think you had, you had the original iPhone. Yes. Yeah. Got it the day it came out. Ooh. Do you have the, do you have the five? I do not have the five right now. Why don't you have the five? Uh, <laughs> good question. Um, I didn't think there was really uh, enough changes to warrant all the changes I'd have to make. Mm. Uh, had it brought a lot more into it, uh, since you're going to have to change the adapter, you're going to have to change your cases, everything that kind of fits with the phone. I didn't think it really had enough, but I, I think the next one will probably have enough. I do have an iPad mini that I use on a daily basis, Ooh. though. I think a lot of people have that same sentiment. Yeah. They don't want to change all the adapters and stuff. Yeah, they have too many. And Rob, components. I got so excited to ask you about that. That Can you give everyone a quick little bio, maybe? Just just where yeah, you, sure. how you got in the game, where you've been, and just, yep. you know. Um, been a PGA member since 1997, early 1997. Uh, started out, uh, went to work after college for... My teacher, who was my instructor through college, uh, Todd Anderson, who was PGA National Teacher of the Year oh, last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, worked for him at Elk River, and then in the winters went to Golf Digest schools and was an assistant director, assistant instructor for them. For Did that off and on for about three years, or you know, seasonally for three years. Then worked at Johns Island in Vero Beach for yeah. one season, and then... Became a full-time assistant slash teacher at a place called Old Overton, which is in Birmingham. Actually, my uh, supervisor there was Jim Brotherton, who was 2003 National PGA Professional of the Year. So, great guy to work under. Uh, Knew I wanted to teach full-time. Knew I wanted to be in a big market, um, work with some good players. So, worked at Atlanta Athletic Club as a full-time instructor, 99, 2000, 2001, and that's when Golf Club of Georgia came and brought me over, mm-hmm. kind of recruited me over. They wanted to start an instruction program right around the corner, and so. It's nice. Been so that's home. Since. A long time. Yeah. yeah. They have some neat toys there. They, they, they did. I know they had the mat system. We did have the, uh, we had the original mat system, um, the first one outside of the uh, test lab in Carlsbad. Um, it was a very exciting time um, to get that. Uh, that was that was technology that was Far ahead of its time. Um, you know, we basically went from not even high-speed video at that point. We yeah, were still in the regular video. 30 frames per <laughs> yeah, second video yeah. um, to the mat system, which could measure everything, fully 3D. Uh, it was really, really accurate for its time as yeah. well. And for, for people that don't know what the mat system is, can you... Yeah. It's a 3D motion capture system. Um, people probably now, a lot of people have seen something similar uh, where they put the little nodes on your body. Um, they used it to make a lot of the movies, Lord of the Rings, Polar Express, the oh, animated right. stuff. Um, but uh, it could fully, I mean, you could see it from any angle. You know, just zoom around. It measured everything. It measured what the club did, uh, what your body did. Um, 
And for a few years, you know, there was only three or four of them in the country. And we were the first ones. So we got to do a lot of experimenting. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it was neat. It was neat. It was a good time. It, well, that's now gone from Golf Club Georgia. It is, as of last year. And you and now you use the TrackMan, mm-hmm. which is <clears throat> very similar to that. Obviously, you don't get the 3D aspect of that, but it still does things like path and bulk. It does all those it's, it's kind of a, like. It's kind of a, like taking – the way I've always kind of looked at it is the, the mat room – did a lot of things that you could measure from what the player was doing from a body standpoint, and it gave you some really good club feedback. TrackMan kind of takes the body out of it and just allows you to really look at what the club's doing in a 3D aspect, what the ball's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made it, you know, with both of them, <laughs> it was kind of you're, you're so new into it, you have to figure out how to look at the numbers. Oh, yeah. Um, Somebody still has to interpret it. It's not going right. to do the work for you. Right. I remember yeah. when we set up the math system and we were talking about some numbers and I'm like, well, what's, what's better? Mm. You know, is, is negative better than positive? And they're <laughs> like, we don't know. We're just computer guys. We just set it up. <laughs> it's just what it's doing. you got to figure that out. So, um, fortunately, you know, there had been TrackMan owners uh, prior to me who had done a lot of research. And mm-hmm. so I got to talk to a lot of guys. And But, but figuring out how to interpret those numbers, how to analyze them, and how to use them in teaching. Um, yeah. It's kind of, you know, technology-wise, um, thanks to the mat room, I was a featured presenter on teaching and technology in 2004 at the Teaching and Coaching Summit. And nice. one of the things that I said there is, you know, if you if you take what we have today and you went back to 1975 and you had your iPhone, your iPad, Internet, all that stuff um, – and you were a sports reporter, you, that, that would not make you the best sports reporter. You still have to tell mm-hmm. a compelling story. Right. Uh, same thing with technology these days. Uh, a guy can go out and buy a track man, um, buy a flight scope, buy whatever the technology is. But that's not necessarily going to make him a great instructor. You have to know how to change those. You know, okay, if this number is wrong, is it worth making a change to yeah. get that number You know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the technology doesn't – it enables, it helps a – an instructor, a good instructor, be a better instructor, but it's not going to make somebody who doesn't know what they're doing great. Any kind of yeah. instructor, and right? it's funny. I see, yeah. you know, uh, amateurs. Uh, you know, we have members who buy TrackMan <laughs> the or LightScope or whatever, yeah. and they're out there and they're like, "Oh, I'm just trying to get this one number," and I'm like, "Yeah, but you've just messed up like eight other numbers <laughs> that are somewhat important." You know, so kind of need to use it. It's like my self buying my own X-ray machine. You know, yeah. You know what I'm what doing, are you going to so, do with it? Yeah, well, exactly. Rob, how is um, do you see this replacing video eventually one day, or do you see them kind of playing playing off each other? No, I or think. What, I mean, how do you see that going? If you had a, a magic ball, man, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> um, because uh, I still like to use video um, simply because I like students to see it. Yeah. Um, everybody is is a very visual learner, you know. And uh, you know, I knew you guys when you were. Both going yeah. through it in college, you know, yeah. and I was I was doing a lot with the faculty, and I always used to to, t- to ask kids, uh, younger teachers, you know, how did you learn how to walk? You know, the, your parents didn't sit there and tell you move your left leg forty five degrees, <laughs> roll your weight from your heel to your toe, and swing your arms alternate your feet. You know, kids, <laughs> kid doesn't know what's going on. You, a kid sits and watches people walk, and sooner or later they pull themselves up and they fall down, they pull themselves up, and they fall down, and they start walking, everybody makes a big deal out of it, and then they're yeah. running. Um, so, you know, students of the uh, the game are all, to some extent, visual. And they, they, they watch golf on TV. They know what 
swings look like and what they mm-hmm. think their swing should look like. Um, so I think from the from the visual standpoint, video isn't really going to disappear um, because you know sometimes you have a student they go that that just feels crazy. Well, let me show you a picture. Gosh, it doesn't look like it feels. Of course not, yeah. it doesn't. Um, right. But I do think that there's uh, certainly with the more tech savvy teachers out there, and, and you know, there's a lot of debate right now on the internet between the tech guys who are using TrackMan, who you know say that's the only way, and some of the older school guys who say, hey, this is the way it is. And I think there should be a blend of the two. But uh, with a lot of the tech guys, they are using less and less video. At least for analysis. Um, You know, from a video standpoint, camera angles need to be pretty precise if you're going to be looking at angles and stuff like that. Um, So you can use uh, some of the higher technology, TrackMan, FlightScope, all those different things with anything, but then use video maybe to kind of confirm, show the student what it's doing. Yeah, Yeah. Um, maybe not necessarily uh, measure as much, Mm -hmm. but to kind of show. Would you advise people coming up now that want to become great teachers to at least know what those numbers mean and, and do that, whether or not they use it. Right. You need to understand it. Understand it. Yeah. You know, it's it's changed so much. Uh, when I started out at Golf Digest schools, uh, I guess this was 95, uh, we were running video, and video was a big thing back then. You know, guys would come in, and they're like, holy cow, we get a videotape. Oh, man, that's, yeah. I'm sure that was huge. Yeah, oh, yeah, because oh, it, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't common. And yeah. we had, uh, my job was to run the video. Oh, yeah, we had two Two big VHS cameras, an AB splitter box, <laughs> and a TV with a dry erase marker. And I just That's ran the tape great. and rewound and everything. And guys like Hank Johnson, John Elliott, Jim Flick, all those guys are on there. And they're drawing the lines and analyzing, so I'm just kind of watching. <laughs> but, you know, it was blurry. You know, yeah, it impacted sure. you. It was just a blur. And then I think, you know, gosh, within 10 years of that, I'm sitting there looking at a mat system. And now we're looking at a track man and, and the things it's changed. But I think uh, also with that, you know, you look at – in that 10 years, the internet came along, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. cell phones came along. I mean, we have members and students who come in and they know so much. They, they've sat at home all night researching shots <laughs> and they come in and ask, they're asking me questions and you really have to stay on top of your game uh, because all this information is available. They're all uh, up on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, uh, 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 anybody can go on the internet and research what those numbers mean and they can watch YouTube videos and find things about that and that's uh so you need to know yeah That's young funny. students need to know and then you need to find you know it's all about communication i mean i think at this point everybody teaches that we we know kind of okay this is what makes a ball go left this is what mm-hmm. makes a ball go right but how do you communicate it effectively what do you need to change to make you know a player play better i mean are people yeah. getting better Overall, the, I mean, I, I hear like all this education, you know, all this edu- track man, the video, and we love it all. But mm-hmm. you know, we recently, you know, had had Chip Beck in here, and he he was talking about the emphasis on just going out and playing golf. Yeah, great. Yeah, and you know, do you, how, how do you see that at Golf Club of Georgia? I mean, is are people are people getting too focused on I need to swing like yeah. this tour player too instead of and all that. I need to learn how to get the ball in the hole? Uh, I think a little bit. Um, I've always given the example that if we went out this afternoon and said we were going to play, and I had a set of 1972 Wilson staffs with aluminum shafts and a persimmon wood and a you know bullseye putter and an old Lee Trevino faultless golf ball, and the other set of clubs was perfectly customized for you, which one would you take? Well, most people would take the one that's custom fit for them and all that. Uh, you know, so technology has come along, but 
studies and facts and everything show that people aren't getting that much better. Yeah. Um, golf swings are getting better. Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned Chip Back. I mean, here's a guy who shot 59. And that was, he was the second player to ever shoot 59. Mm-hmm. And since then, what has there been? Two more? Three more? Mm-hmm. At least, I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. but not yeah. 20 more. Yeah, but not right. Yeah, you know? exactly. right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. so you're, you're sitting here going, well, gosh. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's doable. It, yeah, it's we doable. It back but then, but if, if, if everything's so much better, why isn't it, right. Right. you know, so much better? And I think that uh, it comes down to the, I've always thought it came down to the instructors that were, so many guys go out there and teach golf swing, golf swing, golf swing, not scoring, not playing, not short game, uh-huh. um, those kind of things. And, you know, I think Chip's uh, uh, exactly right on that. Yeah. Go out there and play. Learn how to get it in the hole. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I saw a great uh, show the other night. I was watching the, the Faraday, and Lee Trevino was on there. And Lee, I mean, here this guy's like, man, look, if I would have taken a lesson in today's time, I would have never broken 90, you know, because he had <laughs> yeah. a very unique swing oh, yeah. and he learned how to get in the hole. But oh, yeah. Chip said that. Yeah. Like how, many, how many people, we were talking about, like, the, the swing's all looking alike, and he's like, how many good people are you going to miss? Are, are going to not right. make it in this day and age because people are trying to manipulate their swing. But I think like if you that. get if you get the right blend, um, you take what somebody does naturally, but then you still can use the technology to make it more consistent. To uh, I mean, think back when we were kids, and and we've all played competitive golf our whole life. You know, you, you how'd, how'd you learn how to hit a wedge fifty five yards? Well, you put a towel out there or whatever, and you hit as many balls as you could, but. Uh, you know, now we have uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Roberto Castro, the PGA Tour player, was over. He wanted to get on the track, man. So we get on there and we start measuring all these distances to exact distances. We start measuring spin rates and finding out when he and, and it validates. He didn't change anything with his golf swing. He said, "You know what? I want to try this one where that I like that feels like I'm hooking it, and I want to see what those numbers mean." Well, gosh. Now it validates it. Now he has some confidence. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. think it necessarily has to be an extreme. We have to go all one way or yeah. all the other. But you know, provide that positive rest. feedback. Yeah, that yeah. and then yeah. and validate it with the technology as yeah. opposed to everything has to be built around it. Right. So. Well, and Rob, I know that <clears throat> on that note about especially short game there with that story was that you're a huge into short game. One of the better wedge players. Yeah, I've always been <laughs> right? a short game. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so you know, why did you why did you focus on that? Is this something you just like doing, or you know, hey, this is the one of the easier ways to drop some. Well, drop it's some it's really uh, a product of my youth, I guess. You know, I grew up on a very very short nine hole golf course, no watered fairways, um, so you could drive the ball onto almost every one of the par fours. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, a, a typical day would you'd have you know, there's one par five, two par threes, and, you know, the par fours, you'd either drive it on the fringe or drive it inside 70 yards. So you go around that as a kid four or five times a day. You're hitting a lot of wedges. Um, still to this day, a three iron's kind of a scary thing for me. But I learned how to hit wedges um, to very small greens. And so uh, as I got older, I kind of realized that there weren't as many people talking about wedges as there were full swing. And um, I was fortunate enough to – be around some guys like Bob Vokey um, when I was in my nice. 20s, yeah, and, and kind of pick his brain because I was into wedges and I had certain looks and feels. And then uh, some of my friends at TaylorMade um, had some great ideas. And so, yeah, I've always kind of been a, a wedge junkie. Um, I try to push it uh, onto my – I teach a lot of great junior players, and that's the big thing I try to push to them. You know, if you can drive it and play, if you can hit really good wedges, chip and putt, 
I'm pretty sure your two seven irons you hit per round will take care of themselves. Yeah. But you know, learn to hit those wedges, learn to dial them in. Is that a big difference you see between you know really good amateurs and then Web.com and PJ Tour player? I mean, is that one of the things you check off? Is, yeah, is the big difference. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's huge. Um, you know, you take a, a tour player or a you know Division one college player um, who's who's an All American level or a really good player. Uh, and put them inside 100 yards and see what they can do. That's That kind of sets apart. I mean, at the junior golf level, most of the kids who are, are decent hit it good. Some hit it really long, some don't hit it really long. But the kids that are going to win uh, have a great short game. So um, we've developed a lot of games and stuff that they have to play that just really focuses on that, and, you know, as opposed to the, I'm going to sit out here for four hours and hit six irons. Well, that's great. You're going to hit one six iron in a round. Mm-hmm. You're going to hit a bunch of putts, a bunch of chips, a bunch of wedges, and some drivers. I remember teaching some fun junior camps with you. Yeah, oh, yeah. They were fun. Yeah. yeah. Get those kids going. You know, this last year we did a really neat thing uh, with the Olympics. Um, we took juniors and we made it an Olympic golf camp. So instead of teams, they each picked a country. Uh-huh. And every, uh, every skills or kind of learning station that we did was, was based around the Olympics. Um, so the kids really had a good time. That's it was kind of neat. We tied in some fitness with it and everything, and they played the Olympic song. And That's... we didn't have a real torch, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, go ahead. I know. I know. <laughs> speaking of teaching with you, you know, I learned a lot from you watching you teach. You know, doing my internship there. What not to do? I'm sure. What not yeah. to do? Of course. Sure. Yep. So I learned. Yeah. And uh, but no, but no. You said you obviously. Worked with some really good guys, mm-hmm. you know, Bob Vokey, yep. like Todd Anderson, a couple other guys. I mean, so uh, how how would you suggest for, you know, kids out there who want to be good teachers or just, you know, right, people looking yeah. to develop their teaching skills, how would they learn from other good teachers? What's, we, yeah, what's, what's a, lot of, a lot of guys ask me that, and I think that the, the, the best way is to experience as much as you can and don't ever shut out – um, something that you may think is wrong. You know, I mean, I've read all the books out there. There's a ton of methods. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, every method book or things that I've read, I found something in there that I have used at some point, something, a drill or a thought or, a, um, you know, there, you can't say something's wrong because it somehow worked. But for me, uh, it was best to watch people. And when I was at Golf Digest schools, it was really like a – a scholarship. I mean, it was great. I'm standing there and I'm basically a, a shadow to, you know, great instructors. I mean, we're talking about two or three guys who are our national teachers of the year and in, in, in your Jim Flicks, your Hank Johnson's, you know, Todd Anderson, um, John Elliott. These guys were, were great instructors. And, and I got to see, and after a year, by the end of the first year, I could kind of tell it, when I saw a student, um, whoever, whichever instructor I was working with that day, I could kind of guess what they were going to change. Oh, this guy's going to change their stance. This guy's going to change the grip. This guy's going to work a little bit on swing plane. By the second year, I started figuring out what those guys would do and kind of maybe which way I might lean. And then Mm -hmm. um, by my third season there, I really knew what each instructor was going to say, but I had my own belief on it. I had my own, you know what, this is what I would do. And that's when I kind of felt like I'm ready to go. Teach and I still I still personally like to take lessons. I like to take lessons from a variety of instructors to kind of see how they 
would teach. I certainly can't teach myself. That's uh, <laughs> I, there's no way. But that's uh, tough. I do <laughs> like to. I like to hear what other guys have to say. And, and you know, there's the, it's a fun thing. You know, down here at the PGA show, um, it's cool to to sit down at night and have some dinner and some cocktails with a bunch of other golf professionals and start talking about teaching and what ideas they have, what's working, what's not mm-hmm. working. Hey, I've got a student who's doing this. What do you do? You know. Um, Fortunately, you know, the Internet's out there, and we can yeah. get on discussion groups Tons and chat, and, and there's a lot of stuff like that, so so a young instructor could learn from that. But but nothing beats standing there watching, yeah. uh, watching uh, a guy or a girl give five or six lessons in a row and seeing how they do it, um, seeing why they made the changes, and then kind of picking their brain about it. Okay. I mean, you had the, it's great that you had those opportunities, but someone that can't get you know to John Elliott or Jim Flick or someone like that. Jim and, Flick would be tough to get to these days. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> so those types of individuals. Yes. The um, if you're if you're just if you're coming up and you know you're you're through one of the university programs or you're mm-hmm. just getting the business in your twenties or even thirties and forties, go to your local. You know, find someone that's doing doing this kind of stuff. At least start there and absolutely. And they're um, you know pick up the phone, um, call the past few teachers of the year in your section, uh, call some guys. And just ask if you can kind of observe for the day. Uh, I get a lot. I get a lot of people who come and observe. And, you know, it's – it's. I don't know many people who are going to say, no, you can't come yeah. out and observe. Right. Um, I think any instructor worth their salt would say, yeah, come on out, you know, hang out. Um, and, and spend the day and then, you know, pick their brain a little bit at the end. Why did you change this? Hey, I, a guy's grip looked really strong. Why didn't you change that? Well, here's why I didn't. So, uh, but yeah, just, you know, there's good teachers all across the country. You know, you don't have to be uh, a top five teacher to be a great teacher. Mm-hmm. So just have, I, I'd say start by the teachers of the year, call them, um, work your way down through some respected teachers in the thing. And then, you know, you're going to see some guys that you don't agree with what they do. And that's fine, mm-hmm. too. So I'm okay. sure people don't agree with some of the stuff I do. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how you learn, though. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, I know you were big for was it, I think 15 years or a long time mm-hmm. with the PGA education stuff. Yes, was an adjunct faculty member for the last 15 years, I guess. Yeah. And you taught it was the it was GPTP, GPTP to start originally. With. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what it was called first. Then went to PGM and now PGM 2.0. Oh. And you did all their instruction stuff. Or you there was a you and there was a couple guys. There's or? a few. Uh, they have some full time faculty, and then they have an adjunct faculty. Um, which was made up of some some really cool people. Uh, I got on faculty right uh, right after I got my PGA membership. I was in the first fifty people who graduated from the GPTP when they switched from the business school. So I thought it really had a pro- it was a program that had a lot of benefit. And uh, some of my best friends you know, come it. from. I that, mean, what, yeah. what are what are the things that you're talking about in those classes that um, you know you think that teachers are going to take with them for a you know for it's you know it's like it's funny walking around the show today. I've probably had seven or eight people today come up and say, "Hey, you did I'm my sure level two, you, you know? Hey, yeah. oh man!" Yeah. Um, and I always laugh and say, "You know, well, I hope I didn't bore you to sleep or something." No, I got a lot out of it, and you know, I think that the big thing is that as a young teacher, uh, and you guys, we've all sat here and gone through that process of trying to become a class A professional, being excited about it, you know. They have questions. They want to know what do I, and if you have a passion, uh, it's what do I need to do to get better? You know, what, 
what would you do in this situation? How do I, how do I learn? How do I get to a certain thing? And I, I always tell them, you know, just if you have a roadmap, if you know that I want to eventually teach full time, okay, then don't go to work at a place that you're not going to either be able to teach or be able to watch someone teach. You know, don't, it, you got to be around that and you've, you've got to learn a little bit every day, either from giving lessons and getting experience or watching somebody. Um, and you know, maybe somebody has no desire to teach. Well, if, if you don't have any desire to teach, then don't go work at a teaching academy, you know, go, go someplace where you can learn from somebody or at least be doing some hands-on stuff. Um, and I think that, you know, so many people come out and early on want to teach, uh, I don't think teaching full-time is for everybody. I think you kind of have to find your mm-hmm. your niche. You have to kind of find what you really like to do. Um, but you have to be, I think, in the golf business, it doesn't, you, you kind of need to be good at everything to some extent. If you don't, oh, even yeah. if you never teach, I mean, <laughs> you know, somebody's going to ask you, oh, you're a PGA professional. Hey, watch me get some golf balls or, you yeah. know, a yeah. Christmas party, and they're going to ask you to <laughs> give them a, a lesson, you know, by the tree. <laughs> Let me show you a club. So, yeah, it's kind of funny. We're just talking with Carl Alexander about that. About yeah. there's so many things you need to be good at, not just teaching. It's the business part. It's the marketing. It's changed part. so much in it's the last communication. Thirty, forty years. You sure, know, from yeah. the days of, hey, you own a shop, you play, and and you give a few lessons. To now, there's so oh. specialized. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't find my way around a golf shop <laughs> these days. I couldn't even run the system. So. <laughs> well, that's that's nice. You knew early on you wanted to teach. Then. Yeah, yeah. And how are you balancing that? Because I know a lot of instructors like to play. Yeah, it gives you a little bit. I think in teaching full time definitely gives you a little more flexibility to to play. It does. But how do you how do you balance that to where you don't you actually are teaching to make money? Yeah, and not playing a full. That's cool the, How that's, do you, balance that? you know what, that's the tough thing. And, and it does give you flexibility. Um, it's nice. I make my own schedule, uh, you know, but I also eat what I kill. So a good way to think about it is this week I've been in Orlando all week. Well, that means this week I haven't given any lessons. So yeah. I'm spending money and I'm not making it. Um, you know, and I think I'd like to play more, but to take five hours off to go play, a casual round, eh, you know, do the math at, at an hourly rate. But at the same time, uh, it makes you a little more focused. Um, you know, I, I want to play. I want to be competitive in our section events, things like that. And I want my students to know that I can go out there and, and get it around decently. Um, so you kind of force yourself. You go, wow, okay, well, if I start teaching at 8, then maybe I can get in the summer. Maybe I can get to work at 7, uh four days out of this week and, and I'll chip and putt for a few days. And then maybe at the end of one day I'll, I'll hit some balls or I'll play nine holes at the end of the day. So you, you, it kind of forces you to be a little more uh, precise in your practice and, and, and put a little dedication in. And then maybe you get a last minute cancellation or uh, something like that. And you can run out and hit some balls for a few minutes or whatever. Up your schedule a little yeah, bit. but yeah. You, you really have to, you really do have to balance how much time you want to take off because the next thing you know, you've played three events in three weeks and you go, oh, um, yeah, I got a mortgage payment, you know, and uh, I haven't, haven't yeah. given many lessons. So. Yeah, yeah. Being efficient with your calendar too. Is yeah, you have to be very efficient. Um, being uh, on top of your schedule is, yeah. is, is crazy. Do you, um, do you do that yourself or do you have... Uh, I have a little bit of help. Um, We have a receptionist who knows how to do it. Um, I use, obviously, technology, that kind of thing. Um, I want to stay on top of it. Uh, So much of my stuff is done through your phone. 
You know, guys either shooting. Hey, uh, you know, I've had five texts today. Hey, what do you have Tuesday? Um, So I look, you know, as opposed to the old days of having a pen and paper at a a shop where I couldn't get a hold of them. So, uh, you know, I can text them back real quick. They can go onto my website. Um, by golf web design, by the way, <laughs> they can go right on my website Plug. and yeah, ding, ding. Uh, they can go right on there and, uh, schedule a lesson. They can look at my calendar and, and it's really amazing how many times, um, a week I'll wake up, check my email first thing in the morning and somebody's booked a lesson at, I don't know, 1130 at night. Well, gosh, that wouldn't, that wouldn't happen if it was yeah. pen and paper and they had to call the golf Couldn't shop. call the shop. No. Yeah, yeah. So, uh. Staying on top of your schedule and knowing when you're going to be, whether it's uh, at a golf tournament, at a PGA show, uh, traveling with a player, uh, doing something with your family, yeah. uh, you, you have to be on top of that. That's so. nice. Rob, what are some of the, I know um, you do a lot of neat kind of programs, mm-hmm. you know, coaching programs, stuff like that. What are what are some of the things that you've been doing um, you like that, Eric? Yeah, no, I like that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you reminded me of uh, Rob used to do an awesome package that I've never seen anybody else do at another club, yeah. and and it was the the year long unlimited the unlimited year long package. It. You still do, still it. do it, yeah. And it, what was that again? It was uh, probably the the biggest risk I took. Uh, <laughs> I came up with the idea around I don't know two thousand one two thousand two, and decided that I was going to sell a year's worth of lessons unlimited and. Uh, called a couple of my buddies, a couple of faculty guys, uh, said, what do you think about this? And I'll never forget my, uh, my close friends, Joe Allett. Um, he goes, you know, it's ridiculous, but it, w- it might be perfect for you. You might be able to pull it off. And I said, that's all I need to hear, Jess. So uh, at that time, I was charging $100 an hour. Okay. And I figured out that if you took a lesson, one lesson per week, it would be $5,200. So I priced the package at $4,000, and basically my sales pitch was if you take a lesson a week, you're going to beat me out of 1200 If you take one lesson a week and one two-hour playing lesson a month, you'll beat me out of $3,600. Because people always look for the break-even. Oh, yeah. you know, how many do I have to do? Yeah. And, want a deal. Yeah. And they're like, well, now, what do you mean by unlimited? And I'm like, it's truly unlimited. I said, the only, I, I'm not going to make you sign a contract. I'm not going to – there's no – you know, you can't take lessons from, you know, 9 to 5. You, he's got to take the 7.30 slot. It's, it was just don't wear me out. Don't don't take advantage. Don't book five hours yeah. in a day. Um, and nobody's ever worn me out. Um, I offered 10 spots the first year, and it sold out in about two weeks. Wow. Um, been doing it now for, I don't know, 10, 11 years. And uh, usually it sells out almost every year. Um Parents love it for their juniors, for the high school age uh, juniors, because they, juniors. they can come out, you know, multiple times a week. Um, and really, over the course of the thing, of uh, course, of my last twelve years or whatever, it's been, it's been fabulous. It's been, yeah, it's great. People come up to me now and they're like, "You're the guy who does the unlimited." Um, it, it it worked out good, That's... you know. Um, yeah, I've had a couple people really beat me up. Really, but. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to get better, okay? Yeah. If you're going to come out and, and take a lesson with me, even if you're going to do, if you're going to abuse it and take four a week, well, at least for four hours a week, it's going to be basically supervised practice, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see you hitting balls. At least you're out there hitting balls mm-hmm. for four hours a week. So uh, I think the second year I did it, um, had the most improved player in the country. Wow. Um, just crazy improvement. And so it, it's still, you know, I still get emails about it a lot from students. Most of the students who are on it um, – renew and do you still uh, cap it at 10 i do cap it at 10 um you know just so you can't have 
uh, you could have too many people. Is there a waiting list? <laughs> it's 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 funny. It's uh, right now. I got an email uh, this week about some some people who want to do it, and so every now and then I'll slide an extra one or two in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of try to keep it around ten. You know, I like that program. Yeah, that's, it's that's it's worked out great. I've tried different things. I've tried doing the monthly thing, uh, three month packages, things like that. Nothing's worked as well as the, the unlimited. Year. So I basically tell people you're either going to be on a individual. You're going to pay by the hour, or you can go into that program. And mm-hmm. I promise the people on the unlimited that no matter any, I may throw a three six lesson special out for Father's Day, that kind of stuff throughout the year, but no deal will ever be better than the unlimited per hour. That's going to be the best. They're going to get the best deal. Right. And I do offer a six month unlimited now, which I started a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. slightly higher than half of the yearly unlimited. But you know, it works out good for some people who travel a lot or. You know, we have some people who go to Florida North or South something. Type, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, have you uh, you been doing any online where people send you their stuff? I mean, is that... I've started kind of experimenting with it. Um, I really think, and I've thought for a long time that that may be something that you see a lot of in the future. Mm-hmm. Especially now that... Th- I mean, I know some guys who kind of tried it uh, a couple years ago and... and it, Technology wasn't really ready for it, you know the the buffering and yeah. oh I've got to be on the range at this time to see this and 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 it, it just wasn't wasn't quite ready. But I think now you could do it pretty easily. And I, I do have students send me swings a lot, so I, I don't want to say that I sit and do a lot of live online lessons. Um, I do a ton of stuff from the juniors or from professional players or college players. They're at the range. Uh, hey, I'm not hitting it real good. I kind of know their tendencies, so I can. Kind of, but I'll say, hey, shoot me a video. So they. Take a video with their phone or with uh, their iPad or whatever, and they shoot me a text or, or shoot me, um, you know, like a V1 app video. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I look at it. I can send something right back. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's... <laughs> and, it's, and it's really cool. And I think that, you know, being able to reach people around the world, really, um, and do some lessons like that. Is, yeah, it's, it's coming. Your, your it's, marketplace is just increased, right? Yeah, <laughs> worldwide. Yeah, and and you know, also it's kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Is uh, now all of a sudden you're not limited by daylight mm-hmm. and by weather. I could sit. I could sit in my hotel room tonight and re- reply to a lesson, mm-hmm. as opposed to saying like you like we said, wow, you're in Orlando, so you're not earning money. You know, you're not. You could you could do that, and you could sit at home and and you know, maybe have a little glass of wine and, you know, <laughs> apply to some stuff. Get some golf instruction. That's right. Yeah, and Rob, you do a lot of trips as well with members. Is that yes, I travel. I, I see you on off. Twitter and Facebook. You, you <laughs> actually travel more than yeah. it seems like you golf club. Yes, <laughs> yes. My, uh, some nice locations. Too. My assistant is, uh, believes that PGA stands for Pro Gone Again. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, about... About 75,000 miles in the air on a yearly basis. Um, do travel a lot. Um, I'm fortunate to most of the places are nice. Uh, I do a lot with the PGA Magazine Ambassador Program. Uh, travel a lot with them. Travel to a lot of programs with members, students. Uh, and I, I like to take groups to, whether it's a tournament or not, to, to some place. And we'll go down and you know play golf in the morning and then we'll... Have some lunch, and then I'll give them some instruction in the afternoon. Okay. But, you know, it's that's real world. And, and it's funny. I, I took a group of guys to the Dominican uh, this past spring, and we still, in our lessons, refer to that because I get to watch them real world play golf for three days versus an hour on the range where they're hitting 
yeah. shots. Uh, I got to see the mistakes they made. I got to see what they did well. And, and then I can refer back to them and go, you know, hey, look, you know, you didn't really play that bad, but, boy, you really, you know, we got inside 100 yards and we, we cost ourselves a couple shots. And so that's that's great. And it's it's great to travel. That's, that was one of my goals. I'm from a town of, you know, a couple thousand people, so traveling the world was... Uh, but you think those relationships that you're building, I mean, yes, it's fun to go on those trips and all that, but, I mean, those people are probably lifers. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they're always going to do business with you. They're always going to take lessons from you. I mean, it's... Yeah, I think it, well, I think it helps. Um, you know, they show that you care, mm -hmm. uh, that you take care of them, um, that you're doing things to help their golf game, as well as you, you get to know people. You get to, it's more than just... Uh, a one-hour business relationship of this guy's trying to help me with my golf swing. It's going out to dinner. It's talking about family stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's not just golf centered, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you and you learn a lot on the golf course. You know, and then they know, and you can come back and draft up kind of a game plan. Here's okay. Well, you you're a twelve. You want to get to a an eight. Well, man, let's go through your round. Let's look at this, and that's where I kind of refer back to the technology thing. I mean, I have a lot of charts. I have a lot of different things that we use to show people where they're probably losing their shots. And after you play with them for two or three days, you can sit down and say, and say pretty confidently, you can see what's wrong with their game and what they need to improve. So yeah, they do, uh, they do appreciate it. You know, nice. they appreciate traveling. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to, I was going to touch on a little off golf. Maybe we can finish uh -huh. up. Um, I got one. Let me interrupt you. Yeah. As yeah. As usual. Sure. <laughs> the, um, I want to ask you about, you did a, a YouTube video. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, um, w walk us through that. And I'm going to, we're going to put a link on the big golf show. Okay. Com, um, a link, uh, of this to video, Rob's video to Rob's video. This has kind of made its rounds in the golf. If you haven't seen it yet, I encourage you to, to check it out. But Rob, can you talk us through that, how that came about, how that got uh, done? That. It was a blast. Um, and it's funny, again, uh, somebody I met somebody at dinner the other night, and they were looking at me, and they're like, I know, I know you. And I said, eh, it's probably from the faculty stuff or, you know, whatever. And, um, he's like, no, you did a YouTube video. I've seen that YouTube video. <laughs> so uh, PGA uh, Magazine asked me to do a best practices. Um, so we were trying to come up with a best practices video where I gave some advice and something. And I'm standing in front of my office, and we're filming it. And, after about five takes, it was just, it kind of honestly seemed like the same thing. The same, you know, repetitive stuff. And I was thinking to myself, if this came through, I probably wouldn't watch it. Mm -hmm. And um, definitely the two of you know me well enough that I'm not really your stereotypical golf pro. Um, things are always a little left center, out of the box type <laughs> thing with me. So I asked them if I could have another week. They said, cool. Um, was driving into work one day. And came up with this idea and called uh, one of my best friends. Asked him to come out for lunch and that we were going to shoot a video. And we literally set the camera up. I told him, here's kind of the direction we go we were going. Had no script, nothing. And uh, we started out with him chunking a shot and me asking him what he's doing, then teaching him how to get angry. Uh, we, I think we'd add the ax man where he slams in the ground, the helicopter, uh, <laughs> the punt and the Bo Jackson where he breaks it over his club. But it, but it wraps up saying, instead of you learning how to release your anger, maybe you should just come and take a lesson and we can fix the bad shot that you hit. <laughs> so it kind of wraps up, but it was fun to do. Um, a couple funny things. It, it was completely one take. Um, we never started over and you can see a couple times, <laughs> 
since she is a close friend, we had a pretty good vibe going. And there's a couple times where I crack up a little bit and, you know, a couple of hiccups. But the most, the, the funniest thing about it was uh, on the range, there was a lady uh, behind us um, who had never hit a golf ball. It was her first time on the range. <laughs> and every now and then, if you watch, you'll see a ball. I mean, they were never getting airborne, but they, you'll see a ball roll behind us on the ground. <laughs> and so when we wrapped up, I said, gosh, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't know that, you know, you're going to be down here. We kind of reserved the back of the range, so it was closed. And and she's like, I just kept waiting on the chance for me to throw a golf club like <laughs> you guys were. So it was very funny. She was kind of getting frustrated, but she couldn't figure out what the heck we were doing over there, throwing and breaking golf clubs. Um, <laughs> But it has it has uh, it's had a lot of hits. Uh, it was fun to do. It was a riot, um, and they sent it out to our membership, and I got a lot of. Are you collecting ad revenue off YouTube for that? Uh, <laughs> yes, I am. As a matter yeah, of fact, hey, should be. Yes, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, so check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you can like get it, it above uh, Gangnam Style. Yeah, which is you yeah. can retire off that. That would be nice. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, real nice. Yeah, viral. Yes, Super we need it to go viral, you know. Yeah, get on the Today Show or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I want to. I want to finish up on uh, last thing. I know that um, from knowing you personally, that mm-hmm. uh, you you do things outside of golf. Yes, and uh, and you know, the, being golf pro is definitely a long hour type job. It you is. You spend you know seven hours, twenty four. You know, seven hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that saying right there. Yeah, um, that you always mess up. I always mess up. That's all right. pulling a nick there. Um, <laughs> so, what do you do? I know you were in a band. Mm-hmm. You were before. Yep. And uh, so, how do you how do you suggest to pros that are just in the shop all day long? I mean, you got to get out and do something different, right? Man, I mean, you got to have balance. Something to, yeah, that's what it is. Balance. You got to have balance. And uh, you know, I've played guitar my whole life. Um, studied music in college. And uh, had played in bands since I was literally 13 years old. So playing in a band for me is a, it's a release. It's mm-hmm. a chance to get away and you know do some creative stuff away from golf. Uh, you know, and and in the from 99 to 2011, I guess you know I played in a couple somewhat successful bands in Atlanta, which were well, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a song on the radio. We released a couple of CDs. Wow. Um, you know, I love hanging out with the musician in the world. The, you know, that's oh, – I idolize those guys. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I see good golf professionals, tour players and stuff on a fairly regular basis, so that's not a wow factor. But uh, it, it kind of is from the music side. And it's funny. I'll tell you a really funny story um, regarding golf and music. Uh, the band Collective Soul, uh, Atlanta-based band um, – had uh, their rehearsal room was right down the hall from ours, just a, a couple rooms down. And so we ran into those guys on a pretty regular basis. Uh, it was a big warehouse with a bunch of bands. And so we ran into them a lot. And uh, Ed Roland, their singer, and I would see each other on occasion. So uh, we were at David Tom's party one night and saw him. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? You know, what's never really said much other than just we talked about some music, talked a little bit about golf. Couple days later, I, I run into him, and he's uh, putting on our on our putting green at Golf Club of Georgia. So I walk up and I say, "Hey, Ed, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh man, you planning this thing today?" I said, "No, nah, not not playing." He's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Just working." It's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I'm working." It's like, "What?" I'm like, 
dude, I'm a golf pro here. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, I want your job. I just thought you were in a band. So he, th- he just thought I was a local musician and happened to be at the golf course and had no clue. Well, then all of a sudden it's a whole different dynamic. You know, That's he's like, awesome. man, I want your job. I'm like, well, you know, I might. Well, I might trade you for a while. I <laughs> like your job too. So, um, but you know, it did. Uh, it was it was playing in a band was a nice release. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, my friends from childhood, who I grew up with, knew me as a musician who played golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they probably laugh more the fact that I'm a golf pro. Uh, <laughs> but I remember the first night I'd, I'd been at. Uh, Golf Club of Georgia, and uh, the uh, my band was getting ready to play. Mm-hmm. We were going to play at the at the Hard Rock Cafe, and uh, I invited them to come. So you might have been working there at the time. Who knows? I don't know if you ever got to see. But they so they big stage, big velvet curtain, and uh, when the curtain ripped open, I come running out there, jumping across an amp or something, and, and there was like thirty people from the golf club of Georgia there who, and I'd only been working there maybe three months. It looked like they'd seen a ghost. They look up and they're so like, this, this is, is a guy. Yeah. This is the guy that we see every day. And, then, and all of a sudden I'm running across there, you know, playing guitar with my teeth or something. And they, they just couldn't figure, they couldn't make that connection. Who is this? Yeah. That's awesome. So, so that's it was awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah. I think that's, that's nice. You know, more golf pros, I think need that. I think you got to have a little like bit, you, you know, um, yeah. the, the life is hard. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard on a family. It's hard with, with the hours you work. It's yeah. hard with all that. Um, you got to have a little time for yourself. Absolutely. You got to have a little something that you go, you know what, this is where I, whether it's fishing music, you know, riding a mountain bike. Um, you know, I also ride a Harley. That's nice. a big release for me is, you know, to get on the bike for two hours and ride up to the mountains. That's, you know, you got to have something for yourself. That's so. awesome. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, hey, thanks for wow, having me. I really wow, appreciate awesome. it. I appreciate all the stories so, and all the, the great advice. So, yeah. Well, you know, thank you guys. Um, you Love know, it. sometime we're going to turn this around. I'm going to interview you guys on how you went from the golf pros to, <laughs> you know, run a huge web design company. Um, Worldwide. Kind of yes, I know. <laughs> Making yeah. apps. It's, uh, it's crazy. So. Um, but yeah, hey, thanks for having me in. I look forward to listening to the other ones. The other guys who came in here, I'm sure mine will be the worst. So you got to do too so much editing. You, you, you might be the worst. I'm sure. I, I'm sure <laughs> mine is the worst, without a doubt. So the um, Eric, where can everyone find us? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Big Golf Show, uh, Facebook. You can go to facebook.com forward slash the Big Golf Show, or our website thebiggolfshow.com, and also also. Uh, podcast app on your iPhone or iTunes. or iTunes. Just go to iTunes, open up iTunes, check out podcasts, type in The Big Golf Show and subscribe right there. Subscribe. Yeah. All, all, of, uh, all of our future podcasts will just automatically appear magically. on your phone. Magically on your appear. phone. Yeah. So there, there's plenty of ways to find you guys. Absolutely. Tons of ways to find you. You're not hiding out. You're not hiding <laughs> out. There's Google, no witness type protection. in The Big Golf yeah, Show. Yeah. yeah, you can Google. You know? That's right. So, awesome. Transparent. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. We'll see you next time.